This is another five star production. Turn my music high, 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 high. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Sure, I do. I'm from the streets where the hood can swallow on me. Bullets will follow on me. There's so much coke that you can run the slot. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Scorekeepers Podcast. Yes, this is a Wednesday. You're hearing us, what, three times in a row? I think this is the first time we've ever done this in our three-year history. We've had at least three podcasts three days in a row. I am one of your hosts, Robert. Joining me on the line once again is my man, Stats and Research. We got Brandon. Brandon, how you doing, man? How's it going? Doing well, man. Doing well. Are you ready to break down the Eastern Conference Finals? Because obviously, the analysts at ESPN, Fox Sports, all over the world, do not know about the Miami Heat and how they got here from the borderline they were they were at the at the crest of being involved in the draft lottery and now yeah 30 minutes away yes and now they are only four wins away from getting back to the nba finals yes sir all right so and also let's not forget the boston celtics who also were uh, a game six and they were a jason tatum um nba jam he's on fire away from being in cancun so um, this definitely is going to be an interesting series. Uh, I'm. I would probably say, obviously, I think it's probably the. This should be the tougher series out of the two series. Um, and I think it might. I don't know if they say the more. I'm not gonna say it's the more entertaining. I'm not gonna say that because it might. We, I've seen them play last year. It can get ugly. So. Um, oh but yeah. What sure. let, let's just start off with the with the pre, uh, preview. What are some of the takeaways um, that you're looking for? Mainly things that you're looking forward to in this series when you did your breakdown? Well, first things first, it's the trilogy. Three of the last four years, these two teams have met in the Eastern Conference Finals. In fact, those are the, in the last four years, the teams with the most trips to the Conference Finals are these very Heat and the Celtics. An argument that can be made that these have been the two best teams in the league in the last four years. In the league or in the um, conference? I would say the league. In the league. Counts. Okay, well, because they're, the, the, they're consistently finishing at the They're top. there. Yeah. They're, they're there. You can go look, you, you know, you can go look up and down the list. Um, you want to look at Giannis. He's been to one. Jokic, this is his second. Um, you look at, you know, obviously Harden and Bede haven't been there. Um, I think... Curry, Curry, and Draymond are—they only Draymond have one in the last four years. One, yeah, one in the last four years. Yes. yes. Um, so, you know, you want to go over Kevin, Kevin Durant. Uh, he has none. Zero. Am I correct? Yes, zero. I believe in the last four years, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they got one. Um, two. Sorry, two. Come, no, they got one. Is it two? They got one. No. Last oh. year, last year they lost in the second round. They lost to the Mavericks in the second round, yeah. Yes. So they have won. Yes. Um, so look, at, you can look around the league. You know, I, you know, Damian Lillard hasn't been to one since, like, what, 2017, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at all the stars, whoever you want to. And you can – and honestly, the interesting part about this as well, another level to it, a lot of storylines here. Not sure that these storylines will necessarily garner national attention. However, I do think they're interesting. You look at both teams. Both teams, they're two best players. They're dynamic duos, Tatum and Brown, 
for the Celtics, Bam, Jimmy for the Heat. A lot of questions about whether they can work, they can coexist, they can, you know, they're best for these teams. You which know, is, down which here. is funny, right? Because they both have had some level of success. Yes, like, like as I said, both of these duos are leading the NBA in the last four years as far as conference title appearances. So both these players individually, um, you know, you look like Jason Tatum has been an MVP candidate, um, you know, scoring titles, he's up there, all NBA, Jalen Brown made all NBA this year, um, Bam, defensive player of the year, is the only person to finish top five in the last four years. Um, he oh, He's made, I think he's made all all NBA defense three or four years in a row. Yes. Um, Bam's made an all NBA in that time. Jimmy Butler, again, all NBA. He's made all NBA, I believe, three times in the last four years. So a lot of success individually. Uh, team success as well, as I just mentioned. Um, three conference finals appearances. I believe each of them also have a final appearance uh, to their name in the last four years. So a lot of success on both sides. But you know, as we've heard, as we've seen, you Heat fans here, me, you, Robert, the rest of the gang, um, we've heard the, the Bam Jimmy talk. You, you even look at the numbers, the numbers would suggest they're not a great duo. Um, they, in fact, they don't even really do a whole lot of, you know, interacting as far as, like, on the court. Like, there's not a whole lot of Jimmy Bam pick and rolls, and they're not in a whole lot of actions together. Mm. Um, you look at Tatum and Brown, a lot of talk about, you know, is, is, is there tension there? Is, is it Brown's time? Is Brown the better player? Is it Tatum, you know, uh, up in Boston? So, but here, here we are through all that talk, and you're looking at the two most successful teams in the NBA over the last four seasons. Um, so I'm very, I'm honestly very excited about that. I'm very excited that these are two teams that know each other well. It's a real and proper uh, rivalry. It's probably the only one we have in the NBA. Um, they've met each other multiple times over the last, I mean, we could take it back to the big three era because that is not terribly far away. We're looking at about 10 years. 10 years. Uh, away from yeah. 10-ish years. But even, like I said, in the more recent uh, past, the last four They've had several battles in the playoffs, several highly contested regular season games. You have a lot of big moments, the BAM block. Um, you have the Celtics almost, almost collapse, the Celtics avoiding the collapse and winning a game seven on the Heat's home floor uh, to go to the finals. Um, there's a, there's a, a whole lot of moments you could pick from from these two teams. They've competed for in the playoffs. For high stakes, not like, not like the Bucks. The Bucks and the Heat have never met in the conference finals. Um, in fact, they met twice in the first round. Um, so, can you really call that a rivalry? Despite, you know, how and, and, it, and honestly, those series weren't even close um, either time. Heat won in five twice, and the Bucks won in four uh, there one time. So, like, that's not really a rivalry. Um, this is it. I think this is your rivalry. Uh, I really do believe the NBA, the national media, should be pumping that up more. But this doesn't seem to be a league driven by rivalries anymore, or at least not real rivalries. They like to see the 
the Shannon Sharp versus the Grizzlies. Like that's the kind of rivalry that they like. Social media. Um, yeah. Um, and I haven't even gotten to the basketball yet. When you talk about the actual basketball, the game that's going to be played, these two teams know each other so well. Um, it's one of those things because they've met so many times over the recent past with maybe, you know, different teams, certainly a different team than they, than each team had uh, four years ago when they first met in the bubble. But the, the large majority of the core is there. Bam, Jimmy, um, Tatum Brown, Smart, um, some of the role players, Al Horford, um, Kyle Lowry was obviously not there in the bubble, but he was there last year, um, injured, but there. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of, you know, they know Spo, Spo knows them. Um, Missoula is a new face, but he was on staff with Boston last year, so he does know the Heat. There's a whole lot. Um, and that makes for very interesting basketball when you talk about this series. I, I think this will be, on paper, first things first, I don't think this series should be close as well. I think the Celtics on paper should easily win this series in as well, probably four or five games. However, because these teams know each other so well, because the Heat have Eric Spolscher, the best coach in the league, the best adjustment coach in the league, um, obviously, you know what Jimmy Butler can give you in the playoffs. Um, I think this will be a very interesting series because of that. These, there's, there's, this game's going to be one, and this series is going to be one in the margins. You know, there's not a whole lot you can do. I don't, you know, I'm sure Spo has a game plan. I'm sure he's been thinking about it um, since probably even before uh, Game 7 on Sunday, and he knew he would play the Celtics. But no matter I, – I, I don't think – I don't know that there's a whole lot new that any of these teams can throw out there that would just completely take the other team for a loop. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So – um, I do think, um, well, if we start breaking down the actual game besides the storylines, um, I do, one of the things that I'm going to look f- interested in seeing is how long can the Heat survive Kevin Love lasting in the starting lineup? Um, just because of the fact that we know, we saw what Boston just did to Philly recently, where they just basically said, okay, we're just going to put Jason Tatum in a pick and roll, and we're just going to have him go try to get the switch, and then he's going to attack. If the guy drops back, he's shooting it, and we know he's going to shoot it. And if he comes up, he's driving right past him. Now, obviously, we know the Heat, no disrespect to Doc Rivers, great coach, but I think the Heat, Eric Sposter, is going to have a lot more better adjustments than what Philly basically did in that last game. But we do have to know, like, you know, the first two series, due to the fact that Brooke Lopez and Mitchell Robinson were on the court, and also the way that the Knicks and the Bucks play, it was a lot much easier to have Kevin Love on the court. This series, because the Celtics are a much more heavily wing team, we would say more guards and wings are more their prominent players. It will be interesting to see um, how long Kevin Love can stay on the court and kind of still provide that floor spacing um, and also his outlet passing and his rebounding and that because obviously – his defense is going to be something to watch. Um, I, I do agree with you. I, I This is one of those things where I say, and I really hope this podcast does not take forever, um, but 
you know, it is one of those things you can't. I know you and I, you and I both know that we can talk for hours and hours and hours about this series, X's and O's, all that kind of stuff. Um, but this is one of the things you're, I am not, I'm not even convinced Kevin Love will start game one. Who do you think starts? Caleb Martin? Because don't uh, you kind of like him coming off the bench with the energy? And you're now, already limited on I, bodies? Now, here's the thing, though, because I'm looking at the Celtics side. The Celtics made the adjustment to, to basically go big. Uh, they went Robert Williams and, and Al Horford in the starting lineup. Um, and then last, I think it was like two, two or three games of the uh, of that Sixer series. Yeah, uh, they were having real pro- real problems with the Harden and Embiid pick and roll. Yes, um, they kind of put Robert Williams in there to kind of knock that off. Um, I don't, you know, it worked. Uh, it worked in Game Seven. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that works. I don't know if that works in the series though, just because you were kind of able to get away with that because basically the 76 are going to have Melton or um, or PJ Tucker and sometimes both of them on the court at the same time, and they just weren't going to make. They just aren't reliable enough shooters. While the Heat will at least have Martin, Struess, some points Duncan. You know they just have better guys who are just going to shoot the ball better. I don't know if you're going to be able to just get away with having Al Horford out there on the court. I I'm I'm curious. I, I that's what I want to know. I want to see what Boston does. Does Boston stay big? Because um, that that worked. They they did find some success. They were able to come back in that series using that lineup. Um, flip side with the Heat, the Kevin Love in the starting lineup. They really found a groove with that. Um, going going you know the Knicks series. Uh, did they did they make that change in the Knicks series? No, they made that in the Bucks series. What change? Um, you know they were. Kevin Love, they they put Kevin Love in the line. Yeah, he started. If I'm correct, he started after game after Hero got injured in game two. Yes, game two. Game, yeah, he started um, game two. You know, so they've been kind of rolling with that Kevin Love, and they kind of found a real nice rhythm. Kevin Love has not, you know, obviously his you know, don't want him out there on an island with Jason Tatum, but but um, he has not been bad defensively. He's actually been pretty good. Like he's been he's been good. Um, and I do think there are there are schematic things you can do. To kind of protect him, uh, obviously you do know that the Celtics, particularly Jason Tatum, will definitely go and try to hunt him. Typically, though, what the Heat do in those situations with Jason Tatum is they will double him. They'll double the pick and roll. They will not let him get to the mismatch that he wants. Um, they will show heavy in the help, particularly off Marcus Smart, and they've been very content, similar to the Knicks series. Um, i I don't remember if I talked about a breakdown of that series on the podcast, but Eric Spolster against the Knicks has been very content to let R.J. Barrett shoot as much as he wants. Um, and the Heat with the Celtics, they, they will let Marcus Smart take 20 shots if he wants to. And he will take the um, 20 shots. That's, that's the thing he that will you can take count the, on. He's not going to be passive. He, yes, he will take the 20 shots. So I do, you know, just that's just a, something really simple that the Heat always do against the Celtics, that, and, and particularly Jason Tatum, that they can do to keep Kevin Love on the floor, keep that floor spacing out there. However, on the flip side, I will say I really do think that Eric Spolstra and will want to go small in this series. I think you'll see them playing small most of the time. I think they're basically going to be out there with two bigs. It'll be Bam and Kevin Love. And that's it. Um, I don't think Cody Zeller will play um, a whole lot in this series. As, you know, you know, if there's some foul trouble, like maybe he'll get in there. But assuming nothing like that, I do believe this will be a two big series. I think 
you're going to want to go small. You will see a lot of Jimmy at the four, Caleb Martin, maybe even at some four, Max Struess, whatever, whoever the hell happens to be playing the four. But you'll see a lot of that. Um, I think I said this. I think I said this for the Buck series after Tyler got hurt. But I think you can see. I think we'll see Haywood Highsmith in the series. Mm. Um, you think he gets over those, Dun- those, those over Duncan Robinson? Really? I don't think you'll see Duncan Robinson. Yes, okay. I don't think you'll see Duncan Robinson a whole lot in this series. Uh, defensively, he just does not hold up. No, uh, this all. is not the Knicks. The Knicks are a team that you know. Yes, but the, really, the Knicks. The only person that's really going to hunt you like that is Brunson. That's who you're worried about. Um, Julius Randle in the ISO while he is an ISO player. How many shots did we see him take over Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent? Just uh, you know, twenty foot fadeaways. No, he wanted the, the band matchup. You trying to prove a point? Exactly. He he did everything. He, every time he saw Bam, though, he wanted to try and take that to the rack. Um, and then R.J. Barrett, um, honestly, not not really an ISO player. Like he can do it. He did do it, but it, he's not like sizing you up. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Like that's not really his game. He doesn't do that. Um, the Celtics have a lot more of that. Lead it, starting with Tatum, uh, Brown, uh, even you know, even Brogdon. Not so much a stand-up ISO, but you know, get the ball, quick drive. Um, a lot of guys that are aggressive that can handle the ball well and and put a lot of rim pressure on you, um, particularly out of those ISOs. So I I just don't think this will be a Duncan series. Um, I Spolster is a coach of habit. Um, not so much habit, but like if if something's working, he doesn't really want to go away from it until it stops working. It doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I will say if he made me predict now, I do think he sticks with the same starting lineup because it's been working. Um, I do think he will give Duncan a shot. Um. He's been shooting the ball well, and quite frankly, regardless of his defense, if Duncan Robinson will shoot the ball well, if he's going to go out there in his first minute and he hits a couple threes in a couple of those open looks and, and he can shoot the ball at a, at a near 50% clip like he was shooting um, back in the bubble, then they can get away with it. You know, Because ultimately, basically, what you're going to try and do at that point is try your best not to foul, try not to let it be Tatum, and just – Try and trade threes for twos, um, you know, and they, they can live with that. Ultimately, can Duncan do it for maybe a, a game, maybe two? Yes, I do think by and large he will not, and you will see Hayward Heisman. And I think you'll see him anyway uh, because, remember, you don't have Oladipo in this series. Exactly. Oladipo was the Jalen Brown defender, and in the regular season, um, Spolster went to Heisman to guard Jalen Brown a lot. Um, in the starting lineup, it'll, I'm going to guess it'll probably be uh, Gabe Vincent. And while Gabe Vincent can give you the pressure, Jalen Brown does not really handle the pressure so well. He can't really dribble. Um, but he he can shoot over uh, Gabe Vincent with ease. He's, he's been very good against Gabe Vincent. Um, so I, I do think you'll see him with Highsmith. I think you'll see him um, a lot in this series, particularly as the series goes on. I think that'll probably be an adjustment Bo makes. 
Um, and um, that's that's where I that's where I think the Heat will go. I think I think they'll be small. I think that's what they're going to want to do as much as possible. Um, you're going to you know try and gain rebounds. You might you might end up losing the rebound battle, but the real goal isn't to win it. It's it's to keep it close. Like don't lose the rebounding battle by ten points. You know if they can stay competitive on the board, small. I think offensively they can take advantage if if the Celtics want to have like Robert Williams and and Horford out there. Particularly, I don't know if you saw it in that Sixers series, and it was ultimately their downfall. PJ Tucker couldn't make enough corner threes. The Sixers as a whole, really, not just PJ Tucker, because they ran a him, simple him and, every him time. Melton were really him Melton yeah, and him and Melton. Yeah, it really hurt them. When yeah, they couldn't, couldn't make threes. Make it. it wasn't it wasn't gonna work because that's really all the the Seventy Sixers were trying to do. Just they were just like getting wide open yep. threes, corner threes. All they did, all they did, and that's what I'll say. Like, I don't think they actually stopped the the hard, uh, Harden and Bead pick and roll. I think they just kind of went away from it a, a, a little bit, but it was working. Like, they were getting it was, and it was really easy too. It's off the pick and roll. You hit the dive, man. Usually it was in Bead, and and it's not just the Harden and Bead, but they'd run the pick and roll. Hit the hit the dive, man. Robert Williams comes over to help, even when he never had to. Like Al Horford is right there in Embiid's grill. Robert Williams comes over to help anyway. Kicks out to the corner, wide open, butt naked corner three, and they don't hit it. Um, so if if the Heat guys, you know, the Heat can, the Heat should be able to get a lot of those same looks. Um, whether it's you know Highsmith, Martin. You know, love if it's Duncan. Yeah. You know, whoever whoever happens to be over there, if they can hit those looks, um, then honestly, it shouldn't be a problem. That that'll honestly, I, I think that'll be a real a real big blow to Boston if they can do that, because Missoula is not really an adjustment coach. Um, so you know he'll probably go back. He'll take the big off the floor. It'll be one. Of Williams and, and Horford, and I, honestly, I think that helps the Heat. Um, you know, you're, oh, you're kind of just make, they, they could just play small, you, play more Martin. They, you know, you'll match them, play more Martin, and yeah, again, you're not subject. Maybe you can even win that rebounding battle and get some second chance points of your own. Um, so, and you know, hell, even you know, you got Kevin Love and Bam out there as well. If they're only playing one big at a time, you know, get some rebounds there. So. That's uh, that's the heat. That's that's uh, my take on the heat. Okay, so before we get to the Celtics, early take on the heat. Yes, before we get to the Celtics, um, I do think that Hayward 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 Highsmith does play in the series, but I don't think he takes more of Duncan minutes because I just think Duncan's too good of a shooter if he's playing well for him. Like you said, we're supposed to take him off the court. Court, and on top of that, we've seen one of the things that Spolstra loves to do against the Celtics that makes them lose their mind every time they play is play zone. And it's a lot much easier to play Duncan Robinson when you're playing zone anyway. So I think if anything, the, oh, person, no, yeah. the person who I think would be the person I think would actually be the casualty uh, in a weird way to me, it would actually end up being to me personally, it would end up being Kevin Love, I think would get moved to the bench. I, and I think Cody Zeller would stop playing, which love Cody Zeller. Love, but you know, I think as a as a level of competition, it's fine. Yeah, as a comp- level of the competition raises in the playoffs, so, you know, you gotta you gotta cut the fat somewhere. So 
that, yeah, that's no, I, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it could be like I said. I think they will play small. I think they'll play two bigs, and you know, you're not you're not getting 25 minutes out of Kevin Love's lot. You're playing Bam probably, you know, 38, 40, 42 38, minutes, 42 minutes yeah, he's, 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 in this in this series. If you can avoid foul um, trouble, yeah, if you can avoid foul trouble, which will be trouble, key because he'll know, probably be the per, he'll be the main Tatum defender. I don't think he will. You don't think he'll be the primary? Well, he he was the primary defender for the majority of the season. Uh, for the majority if of the last start, if, if you start Kevin Love, then yes, he probably starts as your Tatum defender. Um, if you don't, I would guess they would probably go with, uh, they might even put Martin. They might start Martin on Tatum. Um, but uh, in any case. Uh, We've seen Spencer I, do I, like I, some I, weird things. Like I think even one point last season, he had um, he had Lowry on, Hor- on Horford in the corner. Like he'll just do some. Some, some oh, yeah, weird, I mean, funky things defensively just yeah, kind of like throw like, you off. You, you can, yeah, you can do stuff like that. I, I just, I just think, I think he, ideally, I'm curious to see what he does. Um, just because ideally you don't want Bam on Tatum, and it's not even about the fouls. I mean, that is part of it, but it's not about that. It's, for me, it's about if Bam's on Tatum, then Bam's best position is as a roamer. Yeah. If Bam's on Tatum, then you have no help. You know, like you have no like. Rim protection. Once if he gets um, your help side, yeah, yeah, your help side is like not really there. Um, so I just, I, like I said, I mean, I can, I can definitely see it being. I'll put it to you this way: Hayward Highsmith plays in the series. The worst shooter of Love and Robinson is whose minutes he takes. I if agree. Duncan's out there hitting shots, if Duncan's out there hitting shots, um, he'll play, and Love's gonna sit. If Love is out there hitting shots. You know, maybe even like killing the board. Like, love has to be giving me some. Um, probably, it's probably going to be more of the shots and the rebounds. I think that's what they'll probably care about most. Um, if he's not hitting shots, it's going to be, um, it's, you know, he'll take his minutes. I think he, I'm going to say this now because he, you know, you will ask me my X factor. He is not my X factor. I think this is, this is a big Struce series. Um, so Struce is your was, X factor. Was, we can just get into it now. Who do you have your X factor for the? You have it as Max Struce? No, he's not. He's not my X factor. That's why I wanted to say it. My X factor is plain and simple. Bam out of bio. I mean, you could go a lot of different ways. I was thinking about Kyle Lowry because last year, um, you know, he played, but you know, he wasn't really healthy. He only got one good game out of him. He was basically like out there limping with the groin injury on on one leg. Um, but you have a much healthier Lowry, a Lowry that's playing probably his best basketball as a member of the Heat. Like yeah. I don't know if you push except back on like that some, with me. He's, except for some games here and there, like I think last year, Game Six. I mean, consistent, consistent basketball. Like he's yeah. had better games. Like you know, he the, the it wasn't the Bulls. I mean, he put up like what thirty in the Hawks game. Yeah, like did everything he could to try and bring them back in that game. Um, but consistent basketball, like Kyle Lowry's just been doing it all: points, rebounds, assists. Um, you know, obviously taking charges. The defense, I think, has gone highly underrated. He plays some phenomenal defense, like some all NBA caliber defense, you know, that he, of like four or five years ago that he was playing. Um, timely shots, big shots. He's kind of been doing it all for the Heat. Um, but I do think, so I, I thought about Lowry there, um, not even to get into like the, I think the Lowry Bam pick and roll would be huge in this series. Um, uh, can abuse the Celtics, Kyle Lowry getting into those little mid-range pockets that normally you probably have Tyler Hero operating, but don't have him. So Lowry getting into those spots, 
hitting some shots, really trying to get Bam the ball, primarily what you were going to want off those actions. Um, thought really long and hard about Kyle Lowry, but let's be honest, like it's Bam out of bio. Um, you need him to be uh, consistent. He, I think Bam was the reason, the primary, only reason that he closed out the Knicks in game six. It was him. He was aggressive early and often down the stretch. Um, not just the defense down the stretch. He was big. He was aggressive. Um, he was great. He was great as that series went on. I mean, you know, he was, he was a little, little, slug, a little sluggish. Like a lot to be left, a lot to be desired early on. Yes, he played the great defense. Um, same thing in the Buck series. You know, kind of, you know, I can need a little more on the offense. Even though, yes, the fourth quarter came. You know, locking up Giannis, playing the great defense. Um, but. We already know that. You're, you're going to get that from Bam every single game, no matter what. Um, I need an aggressive attacking Bam out of bio. And I'm stats and research, have not given you stats yet, but I got some for you. In the four games the Miami Heat have played the Boston Celtics this season, they're two and two, by the way. These teams have split the season series. Celtics won the first two, Heat won the last two. Bam out of bio is averaging 25 points and nine rebounds on 18 shots a game. That's the Bam out of bio that he need if they're going to win this series. And I'll do you one better. Mm. Bam out of bio in their wins, their two wins against the, against the Celtics. The last game they played, he had 30 and 15. Um, and the game before that, they also won that game. He had 28 and 7. Uh, so Bam in their wins against the Celtics is averaging 29 points a game and was it 11 and a half rebounds? 11, 11 rebounds? Um, yeah, was somewhere around that. If the Heat get that, Bam out of bio. Let's just take the average. The 25, 25 and what did I tell you? 25 and 10? Mm-hmm. 25 and 9? On, um, on a 11, on an 18 shot again. If they get that Bam over the course of the series, for however long this goes, five, six, seven games, whatever. I think the Heat have a great shot at winning this series. They need that. They need that BAM all the time for the entirety of the game, not just fourth quarter, not just half the game. They need it early, often, consistently. Um, But if the Heat get the BAM they had in those two wins, 30 and 15, um, you know, whatever, the, the 28 and 7. I think the Heat win. I think the Heat win this series. I think they largely would dominate the Celtics mm. in this series if they can get that BAM. Because if you get that BAM, and if you get the BAM that you've seen against the Celtics on the totality, I think psychologically, um, as well as schematically, you really, really hurt them. Their kind of secret, soft, with Bam Adebayo has been Horford and, and Robert Williams. You know, we've seen Bam kind of hesitate, don't really want to take the shot, doesn't want to take Horford off the dribble. Um, you know, he'll, he'll drive on Robert Williams. He doesn't seem to have a problem doing that, but, you know, finishes weak at the rim, you know, gets blocked or complaining, you know, asking for a foul, stuff like that. But if they get Bam that we saw to close out the Knicks series that we've seen four years ago, closing out the Celtics in games, quite frankly, if we just get Bam in a closeout game, 
Sam in game sixes, game sevens to close out series in the course of his career has been phenomenal. He always shows up. Always. He's never not shown up for the Heat in a closeout big game. They get that bam. What, what answers do the Celtics have? Where do they go? Where do they go? I guess they're going to try to Robert, Robert Williams on him. That's their best bet. Well, but but that's my point. If he's dominating him too, yeah. and by the way, this is not the this is not the Robert Williams of last year. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. I, this is a different Robert Williams. He's had a sure. couple. Knee, he's had a couple knee injuries. Like he still has some athleticism. Like don't get me wrong, but I I saw him a lot in that Sixers series, especially where like he has that energy. He plays really hard. Uh, you know, for for whatever five, six, seven, eight, ten seconds, and then he'll just have like a lapse where he just kind of stops. And you're just kind of like, what, what are you doing? Like, you were just playing so well. Like, what was going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that's a, a focus. I don't know if he's not healthy. I don't know if maybe, like, he gives all he can, but, you know, maybe he bothers him for a little second and stops. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's not the same Robert Williams. Um, so, if the if Bam can – and regardless of if he is or not, like, Bam is better than Robert Williams. If Bam just – and we say it all the time, and I know it's kind of, you know, if Bam – but that's why he's my X Factor. Bam dominates those matchups like he should, like he can. If he if he set if he doesn't do what Embiid did to Horford, where he sees Horford and Embiid is spooked, he doesn't know what to do. Mm. Dominate those matchups. I I I don't know where the Celtics go. They don't have any answers for Bam. All right, I I think I could see definitely that as an option. Um, for me, I'm gonna pick somebody who you were just mentioning before you got to Bam, which is Kyle Lowry. The reason why I think he's the X factor in this series is just basically because basically based off what I've seen in the whole playoffs, him on that second unit is really probably one of Miami's biggest strengths, him and Martin running that second unit. And the fact that they can basically have stretches, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it this series because I just think they're playing a much better team. But the fact that they're literally able to have stretches where Jimmy's not on the court and sometimes even not even Bam and they're even and they're still able to have a positive net rating. You know, a lot of times when you have your your bench unit on the floor, especially in the playoffs, a lot of times you're kind of just wanting them to just kind of keep it even keel or even if it's at a negative, not too much that your star players couldn't once they get back in the game couldn't overcome. Kyle has actually done the opposite. They've just actually been playing almost like they've been playing better, right? Once they have that little lineup out there and you give them his floor spacing, kind of allows them to kind of get back into the Kyle Lowry in Toronto days. And we obviously know this year it's been a struggle. For, it was a struggle for him, partly with injuries, but also me and you had talked about a lot during the year, even on the podcast. As the year kind of went on the in the earlier stages of the season, they kind of just took the ball away from him a lot more, right? They kind of had him out there yeah, kind of I mean, almost like a – con- like Yeah, and, it, and we all know – we and you both know Kyle Lowry, you know, some can say what they want to say. He's a Hall of Fame point guard, and one of his best attributes is – and when he's most effective – when he has the ball in his hand and he's running the show and getting everybody into yep. their spots and getting everybody their shots. And so, uh, unfortunately, yep. even though I hated that the Oladipo injury happened um, it and Hero, it kind of was a little bit of a Ewing theory because those are two dudes that basically, for them to be effective, they needed the ball in, the hand, in their hands. And at times, the Heat kind of conceded to making sure that they were getting more of the, having more of the ball control and making more of the playmaking decisions. And now that it's basically Kyle just doing it with nobody really there to interfere with him, 
it looks like that he definitely is going to have an impact. Obviously, he, he's going to close in crunch time as long as he can kind of stay out of foul trouble. We know all the heady and smart things that he's going to do. Um, you know, I just think he's either asset to this team. And, you know, if Jimmy and Bam can play well, but they're going to need that third guy, especially with um, Hero, we'll get to later whether he plays or he doesn't play and how effective he is if he even does. But they're going to need that third kind of guy, not necessarily per se scoring option, but just real playmaker, right? Ball handling, playmaking. Yeah, yeah, somebody that can make, make Create shots, yes. Create offense for them. And, you know, Gabe, but after the Bucks series, the Knicks series, it there it was a very rough series for him. It was very hot and cold. Obviously, he had to guard Jalen Brunson. Cold, cold, a lot of cold. He was really good in the first two games. He it was much, game. and I give him credit. He had to guard Jalen, Jalen Brunson the majority of the series. He was his primary defender, and that's a lot of work, especially when Jalen Brunson tried to do all that, uh, that insurance fraud. So... That was tough. This series, you said he might be on Jalen Brown. I can see moments where he's more so on Derek Wright. He should be able to possibly look a little bit better. Even though last year in the playoffs, he didn't against the Celtics. I don't really remember him having any memorable moments. Right? It was like Struess or Kyle, even Caleb. I think had no, a good game. No, it was mostly. It was mostly even. Even Caleb didn't have as big a role um, last year. It was. It was really a lot of you know. Obviously, Jimmy. Um, Bam was particularly good in like the last half of that series. I, I want to say it was, I think it may be game three, but definitely four, you yeah. know, four, four and on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got the big game six out of Kyle. That was about it. Um, it was just kind of, you know, they just kind of figured out how to have enough. Uh, I mean, Struce probably would have been like, I would maybe even not say he was the third best player in and the series team, again, probably. Yeah, 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 he had, I mean, he had more. He had more consistent uh, games offensively. Yes, offensively, like PJ Tucker, you know, maybe PJ Tucker had a bigger impact over the totality, particularly even though we have, me and you have talked about um, it after Game Six. He, I think, by Game Six, he was basically, uh, he, he I was think, he was battling a hamstring injury. Right, he basically became like a non-factor. In the um, Once he couldn't really move, it yeah. was over. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, so you know, I mean, well, this, they they gotta have, you know. Yeah. That you're, you're, they're going to need that that third guy, like you're saying, Kyle. Like I said, that healthy. I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's got to average 20 or anything like that. Just keep doing what he's doing. You know, he's been kind of getting you in that that 10 to 15 point range. Yeah. You know, he's been giving you seven, eight. You know, even I think he had like 11 assists in that mm-hmm. closeout game or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, just making those plays. Like you know, he doesn't. He himself doesn't have to score. 20 or, or anything crazy like that but if he himself if he can account for 25 to 30 points a game whether that be um him scoring himself or off assists if he can give you you know 25 30 points a game um from from his work playmaking um you know that's what you're looking for that's what you're looking for from the heat especially hitting those timely shots and as you were saying to continue on what you were saying about you know, Ewing Theory missing Oladipo and Hero. It makes his role more clear, gets him the ball in his hands. And I think, I mean, he's been shooting very well in these playoffs, particularly on timely shots. And yeah. I think that's because he has rhythm. He has rhythm. He has the ball in his hand. He has a feel for it. You know, he's not just like, you know, you're asking him end of the shot clock to like put up a three and he hasn't touched the ball in like five possessions. Um, not like he has the ball. He's he's working it. And you're even seeing a um He's more confident. Like there are a couple, especially in that Knicks series, there were 
several shots where I'm just kind of like, bro, you're nasty. Like, what are you doing? You know, he just kind of comes down, maybe off a pick and roll or like in transition and he, he or even like late in shot clock, like just pulls up from deep and, and hits that thing. And you're just like, oh, that, that looks a lot like Toronto Kyle, you know? So if they can get that out of him, I think that's probably what you're looking for. Um, and then from there, it's can we get, is it, you know, Struth, Vincent. I think you're. I think you know what you're going to get from Caleb. I think, particularly off season, but especially in these playoffs, like he's in. He's in the model of consistency. You're going to get the effort. He's going to give you some rebounding. Hit a couple of you know. Hit a couple threes. Um, you know, give you a little bit of rim pressure, um, energy, all of that stuff. So, you know, you should get that from him. Maybe you can get a, a 15 or 20 point kind of game out of him. Hopefully, and that'll be a big help if you can get one of those in this series. Um, but you know, outside of those four, because I think you know what you're going to get out of those guys, I feel pretty confident. Just Struce, Love, Vincent, um, that's probably going to be there playing with it. Maybe Haywood Heisman. Um, I need, I just need all of you guys. I don't need fantastic performances. Maybe we can even throw Duncan in there. Just Give me one of y'all for one game. Do whatever it is you do at an elite level, and 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 ideally shooting from those guys because all those guys can shoot. So yeah. can I get a Gabe Benson game? Let me get one Gabe Benson game. Can I get one Struce game? Can I get one Love game? Can I get one um, maybe a, a Haywood Heisman game? Maybe he has a plays great defense. Has a couple threes. You know, has a couple open threes. Um, although actually, wasn't it his? It was the best game of the year, I think. Wasn't that the Celtics? Didn't he hit like five threes in like the first half or something like that? Uh, Hayward Heisman. Yeah, that random. Hey, yeah. They lost. I think they actually, did they win that game? I think they might have. No, they lost that game because Jimmy didn't play. But. Um, was that the game? Yeah, I think that you might have lost yeah. that game. Yeah. But they were in but, the you know, game and me and you were like surprised. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we were, we were actually recording that night, I believe. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Can I get, you know, maybe get a game where, where Heisman hits like three, four threes or something like that. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of your formula. You hope you can get the consistency from those four guys, and then your other four, four and a half guys, you know, can get one game out of each of them. And hopefully that gets you to four wins. Okay. All right, so we talked a lot about the Heat. Before we get to predictions, we do definitely need to get some time to the Celtics. Um, I'll go first for X Factor. Um, I think the X Factor for the Celtics in this series, in my opinion, will be Jalen Brown. I was thinking Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon just because of how um, Derek White torched us last year, which was funny because he was having, like, a horrible playoffs, and then he just all of a sudden, like, turned into a fucking, like, Steve Kerr. It was disgusting. Um, but I think Jalen Brown for the Celtics probably is the X factor just because, like we said, this year he, he won't have Victor Oladipo out there making him look like a JV player going against varsity, just stealing the ball from him, like, four times in a game. The turnover shouldn't be that bad. Now, look. A lot of y'all who listen to this podcast and I talk to, y'all think I'm very disrespectful to Jalen Brown because I say he can't dribble the ball that well, which is as much as y'all don't want to hear it. It's just factual. Um, if you even looked at the last I mean, they, game. They say, it on the, they say it on the broadcast, man. Like the, the broadcast is like Jalen Brown's like the best player in the league who can't dribble. Exactly. I don't know why you guys are so offended by it. He's still like a great player. I've even said it. I've said it multiple times. If he was like available, and I would, I would beg the Heat to go to go sign him. I think he'd be perfect for the Heat. I just, I think he definitely can be an X factor. 
um, in his role when he's especially, you know, we've seen how the a lot of the action the Celtics run where they kind of have Tatum as like the main dude and he's kind of like on the right side of the floor on the pick and roll and then they have they have um, Brown on the opposite side on the left side on the wing and once he kind of gets that ball he's very dangerous because he can either he's going to shoot it or he does he can he does have that um, he can provide that rim pressure and attack like I said that's going to be a problem if he decides to start trying to get a little mixtape ish like I said especially I do think at times they might try to put Kyle on him since there is no Oladipo and Kyle is kind of good at getting steals. So yeah, if he starts trying to do a little too much offensively, which to me, that was his problem last playoffs against the heat. He just tried to do a lot offensively with like ball creation. Uh, and that's not really his game. He's kind of more of like a, he's a, more of like a finisher. He's going to shoot it or he's going to, or he's going to kind of, he's going to attack. He's going to catch you off the, off the dribble kind of, kind of leaning. Um, yeah. He's, he's the guy, you're like, bro, you got three dribbles. We can't do whatever you're going to do in three dribbles. You need to get up. Yes, exactly. So that's how I look at Jalen Brown. And I think he has a chance to have a good series. And I think he might end up being one of the – he might probably end up being the primary defender on Butler, I think, for a chance. Because I don't think they're going to try to put Tatum on him because I think they're going to try to conserve Tatum's energy on the offensive side. So I think I even though agree. I do think, of course, they'll probably start at some point with Marcus Smart. To just they'll probably Jimmy. start with Smart. I but think I, they'll start with Smart. But G- I think Marcus is too small for Jimmy. I think, and I think Jimmy can still even probably get past Marcus perimeter wise. I don't think Marcus is that quick of a defender anymore. So he could. I mean, honestly, Jimmy didn't really have much problems with Marcus Smart. He didn't year. have problems with you, um, Holiday. I doubt he'll have problems with Marcus Smart. So yeah, yeah. So I um, mean, Jalen Brown will probably end up being the primary defender. So to me, Jalen Brown is the guy that if the Celtics are going to take over this series um, and win it the way that I probably think that they should um, win this series, because I do think they have the to me, and I think I said this before, uh, to me, they have the most talented roster in the league. When you look at their, their their entire uh, roster and lineup, they just have a lot of different options. They're probably one of the few teams in the league, or maybe only team in the league, in my opinion, who can play any style of basketball effectively. Like, they could play, like we said, like, they were able to say, okay, we could play Horford, because they're playing Embiid, and we can play Horford, have uh, Horford on Embiid, and then have Williams as the roller. Um, they can do that. They can go small. They can play Tatum at the four, and he'll be an effective four if they're playing like a small ball team like the Heat and say, okay, we just maybe need Robert Williams or Al Horford for a shooting. And they have all those guards. They have different wings. As you can, like, if, let's just say one of their – like for the Heat, for example, the Heat don't have a lot of um, margin of players who can't show up. Like Kyle already has to show up for them to play well, right? They don't have oh, a lot yeah, of depth. Like even with yeah. the with the Celtics, like out of those three – that three-guard lineup they kind of have of White – Brogdon and Smart, they really need like one of them to play well. They don't need all three of them Honestly, to play well at the same time. I'll be honest with you, like, to, I, well, I mean, different animal. I mean, I, the Heat are going to be a tougher test than the Sixers. Um, you know, game to game, even if the series doesn't go, um, maybe, maybe the series doesn't go seven. You know, regardless of who wins, I, I do think game to game the Heat will be a tougher test than the Sixers. But even in that series, like, there were a lot of those games. Like Derek White didn't play well. No. Um, Brogdon certainly wasn't good in Game Seven. Um, neither was White. Um, um, you mean Smart? Last guy. Smart wasn't good either. Like, Smart but, was I mean, good in Game Six. And Brogdon. You look, you, yeah. If you look, if you look at Brogdon's numbers, he ended up having pretty good numbers. But a lot of that was garbage time in the fourth quarter. Um, I know that because friend of the show, Marcus, my sister's boyfriend, had a, uh, a Malcolm Brogdon point three rebounds assist. Uh, uh, 
bet going and he sold his ticket because he had like two and a half, I think they're like two and a half, three quarters. He only had like two points. It was, yeah. was he wasn't really that effective yeah. to garbage time. Um, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't effective. Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, my, uh, my, you done? Or yeah, my, yeah, go ahead. You're expected. I was doing myself. Uh, okay. This one I thought a lot about. I think you can go a lot of ways. Um, if it's okay with you, I think I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go two. I'm going to give you two for the Celtics. Go ahead. Um, the first one, I think we're just talking about those guards. I think it's, uh, White, Brogdon, um, somebody. I think, and, and even Smart. Uh, to a lesser extent, smart because I think you, I think you know what you're going to get out of smart. I think you know what you're going to going to get out of Tatum and Brown. And by the way, we have not talked about how Tatum has really elevated his game. I did, you know, um, didn't do it publicly, but um, in our chat, I was clowning Jason Tatum for that horrendous uh, game six performance up <laughs> until the fourth quarter. Up until the fourth quarter. Up until the fourth quarter. Shooting, yeah. Well, shooting I mean, wise. even then, like honestly, shooting wise, honestly, even before the fourth quarter, like. He, I think he he had like ten rebounds and like seven assists or something like that. Like he had a uh, he was doing other things, you know, other than shooting and, and keeping keeping. Quite frankly, I, again, I didn't say it in the chat. I was clowning him, but he, he was keeping him in the game. Like let's be honest. You know, his, if, his if defense Tatum, was amazing too. I think he had like a couple. And his blocks. defense. Yeah. If we're talking about like Jason Tatum from the bubble and he's putting up a, a, a zero for thirteen through three quarters or whatever it was, two and a half quarters. Like he, 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 you know, cause he did that. He did that in the bubble. Like it, it happened in several games where he just like didn't show up for like the first half. Um, probably ultimately cost him that series. Um, you know, he, okay. Maybe he has like four or five rebounds. He's certainly, certainly not giving you like six, seven, eight assists. Like maybe he has two or, or three, but he's not, he's not like affecting the game and his defense wasn't what it is now. Like he's not affecting the game in other areas. And that would probably, you know, if not for him, like, all right, I don't have it tonight, but, you know, all right, let me hit the rebounds a little harder. He, by the way, I think he averaged 10 or 11 rebounds in that series. Um, you know, let me hit the boards a little harder. Let me, let me, uh, let me lock down my man. All right, if I can't score, well, my man's not going to score either. Um, let me, let me set up for my teammates. Like, you know, all right, I'm 0 for 13, but, you know, I still got all five of these dudes looking at me. Like, let me go create something for my guys. You know, he, he really elevated his game in that way and, and kind of that really helped keep his team in it until he could, you know, get it going for himself and bring him over the line. So um, Tatum, a, a different beast, but back to my X factor. I think of those guards, Bra- uh, Brogdon, uh, White. Uh, those are guys who have not played well throughout the majority of these playoffs, uh, particularly, honestly, Brogdon on the defensive end. Yeah, been it's been rough. Really, I was kind of really surprised. Good. That's one of the things I like. I didn't. I like the pickup from him in the offseason to getting him. Not even. I thought he was going to be a little bit more better than Dirk Wright offensively, but I thought he was just going to be just as good defensively. He was a good defender in Milwaukee and even um, most of his time in Indiana. So I'm, in Indiana, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe if it's kind of like the knees. I mean, he hasn't really had bad a lot of injuries this year. He did miss a little bit of time, but I mean, like he he had a pretty consistent season oh, by yeah. his standards. Yeah, healthy season. So I'm kind yeah. of surprised that like his defense is kind of falling off a little bit. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Um, I I just think they need one of those guys. Honestly, the you know yeah the Celtics won a position to win that. You know they did obviously win that series last year. But I think a big reason why was Derek White just 
hit timely shot, particularly from three. Timely shot after timely shot. I mean, it felt every time that he was trying to make a run or whether it be extend the lead or get back in a game, you know, you think you're riding some momentum. You Maybe you're down 10, you, you cut it to seven, and you, you're trying to get a, another stop, and you, you play everything great. Tatum gives it up. Nope, not there. Brown, nope, not there. Uh, Forrest Smart give it up. Derek White, the guy who, like, throughout his career, he's not a great shooter. Like, he's, he's actually not good at all. He's not even, like, average. He's been a horrendous shooter for his career. Uh, dude hit, like, almost it felt like he hit every big shot he had that child every open thing it's like oh yeah he's turned into heat slater gotta take care of them kids yeah you know and so uh, you know maybe you know fortunately for the celtics i guess maybe you can look at it that way you know maybe it doesn't all have to be on Derek white this year like just one of them one of them for sure is it is it white one of them's got to can one of them give them that same kind of shot making. Um, you know, like I said, you know what the Heat are going to do. They're going to try and make everything as tough as possible on Tatum and Brown, you know, encourage Marcus Smart to shoot. Yep. Um, they're they're going to, they might gamble at times and try to help off Al Horford, especially because like he hasn't had a great, he didn't have a great shooting series against the Sixers. I would probably hesitate to do that because you don't want him to find the range um, I would kind of just kind of still give him that respect because I don't I don't want him to get going uh, just let it be smart hell I might even be okay with letting Derek White shoot those um, you know so um, we'll see they, they, they got to get they got to get those timely shots you know from those guys and then my second X factor Joe Mazzula Joe Mazzula. Okay. Um, I think the number one way the Celtics lose this series uh, is because of Joe Mazzula. Um, Eric Spolstra is going to be, you know him, he's going to make adjustments, uh, you know, in-game, game-to-game. Um, he'll do things that, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll do his own. He'll do like, like um, I was saying it in the Knicks series, like he just, he kind of gets almost like this like second this like new energy this new life when he kind of plays like a college coach he does like, like that 2 one pressing and, and and trapping and all you know stuff that you just don't really see in the NBA um, he'll do stuff like that and uh, I'm not I'm not saying Joe Mazzulla has to have answers because um, he's just like he should but he doesn't really seem to be that guy at least maybe not yet as a coach um, but he cannot – it doesn't have to be crazy, but just do the things that make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, if he has – if the heater in like a zone, uh, he kept – I was watching in game six, he kept running like this this like drag screen for Tatum to get the ball like 18 feet from the ba- – 18, 20 feet from the basket on the wing mm-hmm. um, while, while the Sixers are playing a 2-3 zone. And he had like all five dudes looking at him. You know, I'm just like, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, what are, what are you doing that for? Um, and all they would get out of that was basically like a Marcus Smart corner three. Like, you know, like the Heat are going to live with that all day. Um, you got to do, do, give me a little bit more. Like, you have a two, three zone. It's not that hard. Get Tatum, get Brown, put him in the middle, work that ball, movement, try and get some high-low action. Um, you know, keep it simple. 
it, it, basketball is not a hard game, if we're being honest. Um, but Joe Mazzulla cannot cost them this series. He cannot be like Tom Thibodeau, where he is two and three games worth of adjustments behind. And he's out here. Tom Thibodeau's out here making adjustments for what the Heat were doing in game one. And the Heat aren't even doing that anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't do that. If they, if they do that, I think, um, that, that, that'll be a, a big problem for the Celtics. And while they, you know, they have some talent and quite frankly, I think their talent bailed them out in that Sixers series, uh, along with the fact that Sixers just, they're not, as PJ Tucker said, not mentally tough enough, physically tough enough, all that stuff. Um, they need, they, they can't, they, they need Joe Missoula. He doesn't have to help them, but don't hurt them. Just let, basically, man, just let your talent be. Roll the balls out and let them play. Um, oh, that's yeah. a good, that's a, I, I agree. That might, that might be a, the best take I've heard somebody say about Joe Missoula. Just, just roll the basketball out. Don't fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, because, like, look, he's just, he's not, I, look, I personally, I'm not saying he's bad coach, like, you know, personally, he probably he probably wasn't ready. Like, if we're, I don't think he was sitting in the front bench last year. I think he sat in the second row. Okay. Um, you know, so like that's you know, typically like you're probably not gonna hire. You don't ideally want to hire that guy to be your head coach. But you know, they had Will Hardy left and Damon Stoudemire left to go be the coach of Georgia Tech. So he was just kind of all right. Well, that's all we got left. So, you know, to his credit, they've done well. Um, and for the most part, uh, he's kind of just let them be them. Um, but don't don't hurt them by trying to 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 to, to just overcomplicate stuff. You know, like I said, basketball is a simple game. You have the more talent. You have more margin for error. Um, if we're being honest, like you know, Tatum like you have seen it. Tatum had like Tatum had several, I think in that that Sixers series, he had three games where he shot like 40% or less in that Sixers series, um, including game six, and they won that game. So he had he had two games where he shot under 25%. So, and, you know, um, I, don't, I don't, honestly, I don't remember if they won those games or not, but um, regardless, they won the series. So you have more margin for error. Let, don't, don't overcomplicate this. You know, keep it, keep it simple. Let your guys do their thing. Give them, you know, trust them. This is a core that's been together for for years. Probably, I don't know how long you've been on the Boston staff, but I'd be willing to guess probably longer than you've been there. Um, let them trust them to kind of figure some stuff out. All right, all right. So it's prediction time. We've we're basically doing we've done an hour of this podcast, which went way longer than our okay. Western Conference review. And they're gonna say we're homers, but I don't care. All right, so okay. he's not here. He can't stop. Me. <laughs> of course, as he as he said, he met the bar. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a Heat fan. I will be rooting for the Heat to win this series. Um, I don't like Boston Celtics. I don't. I don't like people of Boston personally. Um, but I also a logical basketball follower religiously. So I probably pay attention to basketball almost more than I even do football. So, and I like to be honest, I don't see the Heat winning this series. I think they've had a miraculous season. Hell, if they even got swept in the series, I wouldn't even be that mad. 
You know what I'm saying? It probably might, who knows, it might not even be the worst thing. Um, I, at some point, you know, the strike, the clock does strike midnight and reality hits. And I just think the Celtics have a better team than the Heat do. And I think for the Heat to win this series, it would take some people playing above their level for them to win this series that they just have not, I have not seen them do consistently. Now, would I be surprised if the Heat won this series? No. As we've mentioned earlier, and Brandon mentioned all the reasons why they could win it. Great shooting, some guys stepping up, Kyle Lowry being an X-Factor, Bam and Abayu basically having like a breakout game, um, breakout series, especially. It can happen. But, I mean, Tatum's going to be really hard to guard. The Heat, I still think, lack a lot of two, some more two-way players. Um, I think also the fact that they don't have Hero in this series, um, and I don't know if Hero's going to return from what I've he will not, from what I've heard, yeah, he he's not, not gonna he's not gonna return. So um, if he's not gonna return in the series, and they're gonna lack offense. Now, granted, let's make a, a fair point. And even why I said the reason why I said I wouldn't be surprised he won the series. He didn't really play last year either. Like he played, but he was hurt. He had like a, I think he had a hamstring injury too, right? That he was battling. Uh, I think it was a groin. It was yeah, a groin. It was something injury. there. His movements, you could just tell he was off. It was it was. It look it didn't look good. It looked bad. It looked bad, and so him not playing last, him not really being much of a factor last year, besides just kind of running up and down the court, basically. Um, I think you replace him with like Duncan, who didn't play last season series, and it, who might actually play this year and actually probably make make some shots. Don't really see that much of a big difference compared to the team last year. But like I said, me and him agree. The Celtics are. I think they're just a better team. They added more pieces. Their players have been playing with each other now for a couple of seasons as well. It's basically the same, the second year with the same core, the literally like the same rotation of players except for Brogdon. Um, and like I said, even with Missoula, I just think Tatum to me is starting to elevate to, I think before this season, I think he was considered a top 10 player in the league. I think after this playoff run, I think he definitely has to be considered, especially even if they, even if they don't win the championship, let's say. I think he's going to definitely now be considered possibly he might be possibly the best small forward in the league. I don't really think that's a that's a hard argument. I don't think that's a stretch. That's not I'll a stretch. Look, I mean, he might and he that's might have the two way crown even over Jimmy and Kawhi. Just because of Kawhi's availability uh, and Jimmy Jimmy at times is definitely not. definitely over Kawhi. Um I don't know if I'll say Jimmy just because Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy plays takes his game to another level plus. But but Tatum plays just as, he plays pretty well too. Uh, as we or, and at least we've seen one thing I do like about what I saw last series, he didn't were a lot of players unfortunately of his era, when they kind of have a game like he had in game like Brandon said he had in game six. A lot of them Embiid, Booker, um, there's a, I mean there's some more players I can name, but those are the guys that kind of Towns, um. Is Randall Randall's kind of his there, right? Yeah, Randall was drafted like I think a year before. Him. Yeah, I mean, Randall's a little older. He's a little yeah. older, but around that era, a lot of the guys from kind of like the kind of like our age group of era players, when it ain't going good for them, it's bad. They they're not they're not like they're not just kind of, you know, I don't want to say because kind of cliche, but they don't really have the mamba mentality. I don't really want to say because I don't want to start the whole text message garbage, but a lot yeah, of them yeah. don't. Yeah. A lot of them don't just keep. They don't. You know, they don't do other things to help them win. Like, and they don't just keep. And they kind of just become shells themselves. They don't just keep attacking. They kind of yeah. just get soft. Like, I mean, honestly, I mean, obvious, I, I don't know if you guys talked about it on the podcast. But, you know, just a quick aside. Joel and B, like, 
he didn't he wasn't shooting well from the jump. I mean, dude didn't even dominate the board. I, I think he, he, he was, had like five he was in that gas, game. He was like, gassed. Like, he didn't – and, you know, it's just, he okay, gassed. fine. Like, you're not – I mean, yeah, you know, fair. And, look, he, maybe maybe he's hurt, but, like, he's always hurt. So and he's always out of shape. You know, all right. Yeah, but, like, you know, dude, like, okay, like, you're not you're not hitting your shots, but, like, you, you weren't, like, working to get closer to the basket. Like, okay, you're not – you're not trying to get close to the basket. Maybe grab some offensive rebounds. Like, dude, you're stepping not to trying to get to the player. line. Could he just try to just be aggressive? Yeah. You know, and that that's the thing. Like, like you were saying, those guys, indeed. You know, you even saw Booker. Um, his shots, like he stopped shooting seventy percent from the field, and it was just kind of well, you know, all right, I ain't got really nothing else. Um, you know, even Jimmy in that closeout game was not his best game by any stretch. He was awful from the field. I think he finished like seven of twenty-four. But kept attacking um, till the end. He, he kept attacking, kept attacking. You know, he was finding teammates, you know, trying to get some rebounds. Obviously, playing the defense. Um, you know, still like didn't like was still taking the shots. Was not afraid of taking the shots. Still took, you know, those same big shots that you know he took in the Buck series that you know, he's taken in years past. Um, didn't didn't small uh, get small to the moment. Um, I think. I'll, look, I'll say this: um, Jason Tatum. Maybe he's not there yet. I think, like you said, probably top ten player coming into this season. Um, but I, I think going into next, um, I'd say he's in the conversation for top five. You know, that might be another podcast. You know, to kind of sort through the names, but. He's in my conversation. Like I'm, I'm. He's up there for me. Um. So. And also, but, um, just to give him credit too. Um, just from where he came from, from when he got drafted as like the third pick in the draft. Like part of the reason he be, he was a third pick in the draft. A lot of us or a lot of people thought that he was just going to be some version of Carmelo. And he's yeah. definitely beaten those allegations. Now, don't get me wrong. His first, oh. some of the first couple of years. He was doing a lot of the long twos, holding the ball, you know, eh, defensively not great, just okay. But he's really, like, took in his game to, like, being a full-on two-way player, like you said, that can impact the game in a plethora of ways. And and I, isn't, I, yeah. isn't just a, am I getting buckets tonight? Did I get 30? I don't think he necessarily even has necessarily that I need to score this much for us to win mentality. He's just trying to – he's just trying to nah, win. No, no, got to win. Got to win. And then, you know, I, I say, I, you know, my thing with him is, you know, the Celtics can't survive bad Tatum. They're starting to survive bad Tatum. And that's even, like, prior to this playoff run. They were starting to win some of those games this year. So yeah, That's true. Um, so who do you have winning the series? Well, we got to wrap this up. Cause... Who, did, who, who did you pick? You, I'm I, taking I, the I Celtics. Celtics. I'm not going to put it. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I can't really put a number, a amount of games on it. Because to be honest, I could see this game. I could see this series ending in five. I could see it going seven. But I just feel like when the dust settles – the Celtics, in my Celtics, opinion, should come yeah. up, come out on top. They should win the series. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's about same as you, avid basketball watcher, fan, coach for several years. Um, the Celtics should win the series. Um, I think the Celtics should probably win the series in five. Mm-hmm. At, you know, at a bare minimum. But like I said, uh, rivalry. Got to throw that in there. Third time in four years. Teams know each other so well. Um, game, uh, I said at the top, going to be won in the margins. Um, 
kind of he can make more hustle plays, rebounds, turnovers, stuff like that. Um, these teams are largely the same. I mean, I know you said that for the Celtics, but it applies to the Heat. You know, I mean, yes, the Celtics core, uh, Smart, Jaden Brown, even Horford have been together for longer, but um, Jimmy, Bam, uh, been there, you know, last four years as well. Um, largely the same team. You know, obviously, Hero's not going to be available in this series. Um, Oladipo won't be available in this series. But mm-hmm. you do have a healthy Kyle Lowry, which you did not have. Uh, you have Kevin Love, a guy who can, you know, give you, uh, impact the board, can stretch the floor as a, as a big. Um, didn't have that in this series. You were grossly undersized. Like, you didn't even have the option to, to go with a bigger lineup last year. So that's that's a little something new there for the Heat. Um, Eric Spolster, best coach in the league, you have him. I think this will be a tight. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I can see this going. I can see this ending in four. Either way, I can see the Heat sweeping. I can see the Celtics sweeping. I can see this going the distance with any possible outcome in between. Um, but I also, going through Twitter, I've seen some of the comments you know Jimmy Butler made at the end of that series last year. Uh, some of those. Some of the, the, the other guys on the team, you know, Caleb Martin, a much improved, much improved player, bigger role this year as well. Um, I'm going to take the Heat in seven games. So you have the Heat winning the uh, series in seven in Boston. I have the Heat winning in seven games. I've I've had this feeling, uh, and like I said, you know, doesn't. You know, clock can strike midnight on this team mm-hmm. at any time because they're, they're an eight seed for a reason. Like even if with even if like they had great health and you know stuff like that, I think at best they're probably like a four seed, um, four or five seed maybe. Um, Definitely agree. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I I don't really I didn't really see this team being the best team in the league, even if everything went as good as it possibly could. Um, however, like I said, I think I've, I've been getting the feeling of a Jimmy Butler revenge tour, uh, got the bucks, paid them back for that 2021 playoff series, the sweep. Um, you have the Celtics in front of you now. Um, you have an opportunity. Can you get them back? You know, those guys in that locker room, remember that, remember the feeling of losing that game seven on your home floor, making that furious run to try and, and win that game. And, and you know, uh, you know Jimmy couldn't make the shot um, at the end there. Um, but that team battled with basically Jimmy and Bam. Honestly, earlier we were talking about it, who the, like, third best player in that series was, quite frankly. I mean, I mean, I guess I'd have to go back and maybe look at some of those box scores. But off the top of my dome, I don't know how that series went seven. And if we were really thinking about it. Um, I think this one does. I think the Heat win. Just call it Cinderella magic. Maybe the will of Jimmy. Um, the, the Heat are champions. Like they're champions in that locker room. Jimmy Butler, you know, is not. He has not won. Um, I don't think anybody would disagree with me if you say he has that the championship mentality. Nobody's going to question that. 
of Jimmy in, in the biggest moments. Um, obviously, Kyle's a champion. You know, you have Haslam, that experience over there. Bam and Jimmy, even though they have not won, have been to a finals. And as I said, three conference finals. So they're winners in that locker room. Yes, the Celtics have winners as well, but they don't have champions over there. Um, so I'm going to say in the biggest moments, at the biggest games, the, 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 when, the, when the buck cheats get tight, that the Heat find a way to go into Boston and win a game seven. And then hopefully the Lakers can do their job and Jimmy can complete can compete his revenge tour and beat the Lakers. All right. So that's a that, that's, that's for another show. That's a strong that's a definitely a strong opinion, hey man. Hope it's worked better for you than uh what was it, Blazers in seven? A couple of years ago? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. But that was rough. We'll, can't believe, we'll, we'll, believe Damian Lillard sold me like that. Can't believe Nasty. you can't believe say something like that. Game three. Let, let it go, man. Let huh? it go. They were gonna get swept anyway. Bro, I don't want. I don't want to hear it, dog. Basketball wise, they should have. They should have played better than that. Okay. Well, we'll all right. We'll, we'll see how this series goes. We'll be back. Uh, we should be back on Sunday with another podcast. Um, I will say that. I will say this. I do think that he's losing game one. Okay. Well, I, I feel like if there's out of the two games, there is a game for them to get. I feel like it'd be game one because they had like four days off, and the I, Celtics are a little. I agree. A little I agree. Game one is their best chance. The Tatum went off. I think you know. In this case, I I, I think um, less rest will be beneficial to him specifically. Yeah, he's um, still hot. You know, I I don't, I don't anticipate Tatum to to you know to go over thirteen or okay. know, two quarters or whatever. I, I think he, I, honestly, I think he'll have a pretty big game. Okay. All right, guys. Well, this has been another edition of the Scorekeepers Podcast. We will see y'all later in the week. We're excited for basketball. We hope you enjoy the games. We are out. This has been another five-star production.